Welcome back to Answers for Everything podcast. Today I've got two topics for you, where God came from and how to hear his voice. So first, where did God come from? This is a question that has really been going all over the place and like you always hear this one from atheists or even just from Christians in general. And no matter who you ask, like there's very, very rarely someone who actually seems to know the answer. So today I'm hoping that we can get you guys the answers and the, so that you guys don't have to wonder anymore about this because, you know, every single question that we have that we just can't seem to answer, those can grow into doubts and that's very, very dangerous to just let it get that far. Most of the time when you get an answer, uh, the best answer that is given is that no one created God, which... Yeah, I mean, that is the answer, but, you know, how does it work? Because we claim that the Big Bang doesn't work because, you know, where did the energy come from? Who created the energy? Who created whatever it took for the Big Bang to occur? Um, so people often think that it's very two-faced of us to say, on the one hand, that no one created God, but on the other hand, that the Big Bang couldn't have happened because who created whatever caused it. Um, and this is actually a really good argument, and, you know, I can't say that I blame them, and Christians really need to be prepared for this one. So point number one, why do Christians accept that God didn't need a creator, and yet they reject the idea that the universe didn't need a creator? So here's why we don't accept that the Big Bang happened. We have no explanation. Okay, science has no explanation for the existence of energy, matter, space, gravity, light, or time. Okay, the current Big Bang model assumes the existence of all of these, except for matter, but we still can't explain how matter even came into existence. The claims are that it came into existence with energy, that energy created matter, but they've never been able to replicate this, so we reject it. So there's no answer within the natural. So now we look to the supernatural, which would be God. Um, so the problem with God having a creator is the fact that if something created God, then that thing would be God, right? So the only way that it can work is if there is a God who has just always existed. And, you know, that's a lot to wrap our brains around because we are natural beings and, you know, within the natural, everything has a beginning, everything has an end. Um, that's why it's so hard to wrap our brains around, but that's why we have to say that the universe was created by something outside of the universe, something outside of the natural. That is the only way that we can explain the existence of the universe. Okay, part two, hearing God's voice. So I know that there's a lot of churches that like to teach that basically God doesn't really talk anymore. Um, he doesn't speak to us because, you know, things have somehow changed for some reason. Um, they like to give people the impression that it's only pastors and prophets really that get spoken to. Um, yeah, and it's, it's really discouraging for the church, I think. It takes out a lot of life from believers and you know, it takes away the whole idea of a personal relationship with God. So in a sense, I think that that teaching really takes away an awful lot of what the gospel is really about, right? The gospel, 
you know, after Jesus leaves, he tells us that he's sending his Holy Spirit to be with us so that we can have a personal relationship with him. And that's why the curtain, you know, when Jesus died, the curtain split in two in the temple. That was because there is no longer anything blocking us from speaking directly with God. And it's very important to learn to hear his voice. Um, not so much so that... I have to pick my words carefully now. The idea in the world is very much so that if you claim that you can hear God... You know, you're going to be the next person who walks into a Planned Parenthood clinic and shoots it up because God told you to. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be very clear. We are not, you know, if we hear something like that, you know, that's the devil, okay? You, you have to know discernment. You don't just listen to any voice in your head and just do it, okay? That, I have to be very clear about that. I'm not encouraging any kind of violence or anything super radical like that. That being said, it's very important to learn to hear God's voice, um, not only for, you know, making choices in life, but also because it is encouraging. Um, I would say, actually, probably for most people about... 60 to 70 percent of the things that they hear God say is meant to be encouragement more so than direction. Um, so don't expect like a whole lot of clear, yes, you should go with this route or that route. You know, he'll lead you. He'll for sure give you ideas of how to make up your own mind. But generally, you know, there's not a whole lot of yes, you should, no, you shouldn't. Generally, it's he'll give you the wisdom and let you make your choice. And that's the second point, is that it's very important in order to gain that wisdom. Um, but the third point is that it's very, very important to have strong faith. Um, if you don't hear God's voice, it makes it very difficult to continue believing that he is there in the moments when you don't feel him close. You know, in the moments when you feel alone, when you're struggling with stuff, it can be very hard to continue believing that God is there if you don't have any memories of times that he's spoken clearly to you. So, how does God speak? Um, generally, he doesn't speak audibly. I mean, he, he certainly can, okay? I totally believe in the power of God. He can do whatever he wants. But he generally does not speak audibly to us. Um, and I don't know his reasons, you know. Most of us don't know a lot of God's reasons for things, but he has his own ways. It seems like he picks certain ways to, dis to talk to different people. Um, so the ways that he usually chooses, uh, it can be, you know, words coming to mind. It can be thoughts, memories. Uh, it can be pictures. It can be, I know some people who get almost like little video clips in their head, um, Sometimes people will actually see, like, a picture of a word, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, other times he will bring up a scripture, um, which is a very, very common one. And, yeah, that leads on to actually the next point, which is you have to be reading your Bible a lot in order to be sure that you're hearing him, right? You need to make sure that what you're hearing matches up with the Bible. And 
you know, I know a lot of people, that's pretty much the only way they hear him is they, a verse comes to mind and then they go to that verse and then they read it and it reveals something to them that they needed to know. So that's one of the tests for how to know if you're actually hearing God's voice is it has to match with the Bible. Okay, you have to be very, very careful. If you're not reading your Bible on a regular basis, you need to be very careful about how, how much you listen to um, what you think is God's voice, you know, how much you pay attention to what's being said. Um, still make note of it, you know, still take it seriously, but if it's saying something like, I don't know, give... I don't know, can't think of a really good example, but if it's saying something, for instance, like shoot up an abortion clinic, you know, maybe you should check your Bible first. So the second test is, is this something, is what he's telling you to do or encouraging you on, is it something that you want? Because if it is, that is another thing to be very weary of. Um, it can be very easy to hear what you want to hear rather than what you're actually supposed to hear. So, you know, getting a second opinion from somebody wise in your life, that is always a good idea. Um, we say, you know, at my church, we say that if it's got any dates of, say, like a death, birth, or someone's wedding date, or, you know, if you're getting things major, uh things that are possibly happening in the future that are major events, um, don't share that with people. You know, keep that to yourself. You can keep note of it, sure, but don't share it with people because there's a lot of stories of people hearing wrong and ending up, you know, causing an awful lot of damage to someone else's faith. Um, another thing is repeated hearing, okay? So things that you've heard him say multiple times. Um, so for instance, I know a lot of people, when God's trying to get a hold of them of something, if he's trying to tell them something, um, they will like have the same topic come up three or four times in the very same week. Um, that's a pretty, pretty clear sign that God is trying to say something. Um, and you know, the final point of that is that practice helps us recognize his voice. Um, I know a lot of people, even when they hear him the first time, there's a lot of people who they say like they just knew it instantly. It was, it was a built-in knowledge in them almost. And that isn't always the case. Um, there will definitely be times where you'll know for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's not always the case. And so you have to really practice hearing him. Um, and yeah, just make sure that you're using some of these tests before you make any crazy choices. So, how do we hear his voice? Um, some things that I do is if, you know, I sit down, I maybe turn on some worship music, usually instrumental because words are a little distracting sometimes. Um, and usually I th I'm thinking about a lot of things during the day, so I will just journal whatever whatever's on my brain, you know, get it all out there so I can stop thinking about it. Um, and then I just, I can sit there just quietly for a while. Uh, maybe I'll think of a question to ask, you know, ask him like, what do you think of this? Or um, how do you see this situation? What am I not seeing here? What do you think of me? Um, 
yeah, just asking questions. And it doesn't always have to be, what should I do? Um, I think a lot of people, they get stuck asking the same questions. And I think that that is really quite the roadblock for a lot of people. Um, so it's a good idea to just try asking some other questions, simple stuff like, hey, where were you today? Maybe he'll give you a picture of where he was. And um, especially if you're struggling with like a really hard time in your life, um, asking God where he is can actually, like it can change your entire outlook on what's going on. And um, I know for me personally, there was, you know, a couple of times where there were things I was struggling with and, you know, I, I remembered feeling so alone in those days and, and later looking back on it, like, okay, God, where were you? And he would give me pictures. Um, he would take scenes from the past. He would bring them to mind and he would place himself in the picture. Um, you know, like, there's one picture in particular I remember uh, where I saw him suddenly appear between me and danger. Um, and, you know, at the time I didn't even realize it, but now looking back, I realize that actually, you know, I was hiding from somebody who was, who had been hurting me for a while and I was trying to stay out of sight because I just couldn't handle it anymore that day. And... Yeah, and God brought this picture to mind, and I remember sitting in a corner and trying to just avoid being noticed as this person walked by, and in this picture, God appeared sitting beside me, shielding me from their eyes. And yeah, so there's a lot of healing that can come also from hearing God's voice and from learning to talk to him. So yeah, I would definitely encourage people to try it. But, you know, again, remember all the tests. You gotta be in your Bible. You have to know, you know, what the Bible says about things. You have to understand uh, what the Bible says about God's character. Um, and, you know, use wise counsel. You know, don't, don't tell people, you know, names, dates, deaths, births, etc. And, yeah, definitely write things down to keep track of them. That is a huge thing because our memories will fail us quite regularly. So if you write things down, things that he said or things that you think he's been saying, um, and then, you know, when they get repeated, you're more likely to remember. So yeah, that is what I have to say about how to hear God's voice. Um, there's a lot more that I could say, but you know, it, it would take a long time. Um, so yeah, if any of you guys have questions, feel free to message me. You all pretty much know where I'm at. Um, oh, one quick note. Some of my readers may notice that I never mention what app it is that I use to write. Um, this is very intentional because I feel that on that platform there is an awful lot of garbage that Christians could get trapped in. And so I do not encourage people to go there. I don't even mention it. Um, because I would not be able to live with myself if people went there based on my recommendations and got mixed up in things that, you know, that are just not good if they got addicted to whatever garbage is on there. Um, so yeah, for my readers, you know, please respect that. Please don't, you know, expect me to spread the word about 
that app. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got for this week. So message me with any questions you got. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week.